Welcome to This Week in Royal History, where we take a step back in time to revisit the pivotal moments and influential figures that have shaped the course of European history. From epic battles to royal scandals, from grand coronations to turbulent successions, this weekly series will take you on a journey through time and across borders, revealing the incredible legacy of those who wielded power and the indelible mark they left on history. The Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John II of Castile's life may seem unremarkable at first glance, but his reign as King of Castile and Leon was a pivotal period in Spanish history that set the stage for the union of Spain and the rise of one of the most famous monarchs in history, his daughter, Isabella. Despite his disinterest in governing, John's reign was marked by significant events, including the marriage alliances he formed with other European powers, his patronage of the arts, and his establishment of a new code of laws. John's first marriage to his cousin Maria of Aragon was a political union that produced one surviving son, Henry IV of Castile. Maria's death in 1445 was a blow to John but he found happiness again in his marriage to Isabella of Portugal. Their daughter, Isabella I of Castile, would go on to marry Ferdinand II of Aragon, thus uniting Spain and creating the powerful Spanish monarchy that would dominate Europe for centuries. John's legacy may have been overshadowed by the accomplishments of his daughter, but his reign was a crucial period of transition in Spanish history, that set the stage for the country's future greatness. It was on the 6th of March, 1405, that John II of Castile was born. Maria of Aragon's life may have been very different from that of John of Castile's, but their stories share some interesting parallels. Both were born into prominent royal families and played important roles in shaping the politics and culture of their respective countries. Maria's life, in particular, sheds light on the challenges and opportunities faced by women of royal lineage in the 15th and 16th centuries. Despite being overshadowed by her more famous siblings, Maria's marriage to Manuel I of Portugal was a key alliance that helped to cement the bond between Spain and Portugal. 
As a devout Catholic, Maria saw her union with Manuel as a way to strengthen Christian Europe against the perceived threat of the Ottoman Empire. But she also made significant contributions to the cultural and religious landscape of Portugal through her patronage of the arts and her support of religious institutions. Like her grandfather, John II of Castile, Maria's life was not without tragedy. Her almost constant pregnancies took a toll on her health, and her untimely death at the age of 34 was a devastating loss for her family and her adopted country. But her enduring legacy can be seen in the many religious buildings and works of art that still exist in Portugal today, as well as in the ongoing bond between Spain and Portugal that she helped create. In many ways, Maria's story is a reminder that the lives of royal women in the early modern period were often marked by both opportunity and challenge. Despite facing many obstacles, Maria was able to make a significant impact on her adaptive country and the wider world, leaving behind a legacy that still resonates today. Lady Margaret Douglas, daughter of Margaret Tudor and niece of King Henry VIII, lived a life filled with drama and tragedy. She faced imprisonment in the Tower of London twice, was declared illegitimate, and lost family members to death and assassination. She was also secretly engaged to Lord Thomas Howard, a member of the powerful Howard family, which resulted in their imprisonment and Thomas's death in the Tower. Despite it all, Lady Margaret remained a resilient and formidable figure. Remembered as a woman of great intelligence and strength in the tumultuous Tudor court, it was on the 7th of March, 1578, that Margaret Douglas, Countess of Lennox, died. Beatrice of Castile's life may seem like a typical story of a medieval noblewoman. Born into a prominent family, married off to a foreign prince, and spending her days managing the affairs of the household and raising children. But her story is so much more intriguing than that. Despite being the youngest of six children, Beatrice was a woman ahead of her time. She was not content to simply sit back and watch her life unfold. She actively participated in the affairs of the kingdom and was educated in the customs and language of her adopted country setting her apart from previous foreign queens. Her marriage to Afonso IV of Portugal was a partnership in every sense of the word. They founded hospitals and donated generously to religious establishments, leaving a lasting impact on Portugal. Beatrice's death in 1359 at the age of 66 was a blow to her family, but her legacy has lived on. She was buried next to her husband at the Lisbon Cathedral, a testament to the enduring bond that they shared both in life and in death. Beatrice's life is a reminder that women in the medieval period were not simply passive observers of their own lives, but active participants in shaping the world around them. Her contributions to the culture and society of Portugal are a testament to her enduring impact on history and a reminder that even the seemingly ordinary stories 
can be full of fascinating twists and turns. On the 10th of March, 1536, the world welcomed a future duke who would go on to lead a life filled with drama, intrigue, and betrayal. Thomas Howard, future fourth Duke of Norfolk. His birth into a prominent English family was just the beginning of a journey that would see him rise to great heights, only to suffer a dramatic downfall. As a young man, Thomas was a rising star in the English army, and his negotiating skills earned him the respect of Scottish nobles when he secured the Treaty of Berwick. But his personal life was plagued with heartbreak as he lost three wives, including one whom he had married in secret. Perhaps the most fascinating aspect of Thomas's life was his dangerous flirtation with power. He attempted to marry the imprisoned Mary Queen of Scots and even participated in a plot to kill Queen Elizabeth I. It was a risky move that ultimately cost him his life. Despite his status as a duke and his ties to the English monarchy, Thomas was not immune to political machinations of his time. His story is a cautionary tale of the consequences that come with playing a dangerous game. Nonetheless, his legacy remains an enduring reminder of the high stakes and complex relationships that shaped the history of England. Maria France's life was marked by political upheaval and personal triumph. Born into a royal family, Marie's early years were overshadowed by the annulment of her parents' marriage when she was only seven years old. Her mother, Eleanor of Aquitaine, left France to marry Henry II of England, leaving Marie and her sister behind. Despite these challenges, Marie went on to have a remarkable life. She married Henry I, Count of Champagne, and became a powerful and influential figure in her own right. As regent of Champagne, Marie demonstrated her strength and determination, stepping in to govern the principality during her husband's absences and after his untimely death. Under Marie's leadership, Champagne became a significant principality, a testament to her skill and vision as a ruler. Overall, Marie's story is a testament to the resilience of human spirit in the face of adversity. Despite the challenges she faced in her early years, Marie went on to lead a remarkable life, transforming Champagne into a significant principality and leaving behind a lasting legacy that is still felt today. Marie died on the 11th of March, 1198, at the age of 53. Mary of Woodstock's life may seem like that of a typical medieval noblewoman, with her early dedication to the church and her upbringing in a prominent royal family. However, her story is full of unexpected twists and turns that shed light on the challenges and opportunities faced by women in the 13th and 14th centuries. Mary was born on the 11th of March, 1278, and at the tender age of seven in 1285, Mary was already earmarked for a life of religious devotion, with her parents dedicating her to become a Benedictine nun at Amesbury Priory. Despite this early commitment, 
Mary was not content to simply lead a life of seclusion and prayer. She traveled extensively around the country, running up gambling debts and causing a stir at English courts. Mary's rebellious streak was not without consequences. She was reprimanded by the church for her behavior and had to seek a papal dispensation to continue traveling. Despite these setbacks, Mary remained a resilient and determined figure, determined to make the most of the opportunities available to her. Her death in 1332 at the age of 54 marked the end of a remarkable life that was shaped by both personal triumphs and setbacks. Her legacy lives on, however, as a reminder of the resilience and strength of women in the medieval period and their ability to shape their own destinies in the face of adversity. And that concludes this week in royal history. This episode is always so much fun to do, and I hope you were able to take something away from it today. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Larson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.